Alright guys, I got a lot of good content this week. I talk about how I did a little poop in my pants. Actually a lot. It was a lot of shit. A lot. It was quite horrifying, honestly. And then I also talk about um, The Bachelorette. I talk about the new Jurassic Park. What a wonderful... Terrible, beautiful, horrifying, really terrible, terrible, terrible film. Um, and then, just some other stuff. I mean, if you guys were wondering, you should listen and you'll hear. Appreciate you guys listening. Like, share, 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 share. It's the only way people really hear about it is if you share it. Um, so, that'd be cool. Love you guys. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. Sometimes in life, things don't go as we plan. Like yesterday, for example, I woke up at 2.30 in the morning, and I was all excited because I had this fun day planned of going to do the incline, and I was going to go golfing, and I drove over to the incline, and my stomach started to hurt a little bit. And I just thought, oh, it's not a big deal. My stomach always hurts. So we get to the incline, and I was like, I'm just going to go run to the porta potty real quick and just like go take a little shit real fast, and then we'll be good to go. So I did that, and then I was like still feeling bad. So we started hiking up it, and I was like, I'll start sweating. I'll feel better. Then I started throwing up on the side of the trail. I was like, this will make me feel better. So I was like, just give me a second. And then I was like, maybe, this is my friend Nate. I was like, maybe you should just go on without me. And so he started walking. I was like, you know what? I have to go. I'm not going to be able to make it today. So I went back to my car. And then I started driving out of the parking lot. And then I had to pull over and go run to the porta potty again. And shit again real quick. And then I was driving home and I had to poo and barf. And it was like a race against the clock to get home. Because you know when like there's so much pressure trying to come out of your butthole where you just can't even hold it. So I pulled over three times on the way home, two or three times to throw up. I was like dry heaving because I had nothing to eat. And then I was on this stretch where there's no bathrooms and, like, there's nowhere to pull over. And so I was driving, like, 80, going through, like, construction zones and stuff, like, running red lights to try to get home. Because I just got this new car and I didn't want to shit all over it because that would ruin that new car smell pretty bad. And so I got all the way home. I turned into my neighborhood and, like, in my neighborhood there's, like, a little bump. And so I bumped and it just shook my belly just right to where everything just was like started to just, 
It was like a f- avalanche. You know, like that first little part just comes and then the whole thing just tumbles on top of it. So you like, you know when you have to poo real bad, you can kind of like clench it in and like and it kind of goes away. And then it'll like come back and you can do that a few times. Well, this was like, I got food poisoning, I think. And so my body was like, nope, we need this out right now. So I pulled in the driveway, opened the garage, started like doing that like butt clenching walk towards the door. Like, oh my God. And I was like, (laughs) and like, just like really horrible, horrible feeling. And then I got in the door, turned the corner and then right by my bedroom door, I just full shit my pants. Full, like a big dump in my pants all over the floor. Kelsey's in the bedroom sleeping. I was like, please don't let her wake up right now. Like, this is so embarrassing. So I just dropped my clothes right there, ran to the bathroom, finished pooping, and then jumped in the shower, showered off. Came back to my giant mess of a poo. <laughs> Kelsey was texting me. She thought somebody broke in. And she was like, are you okay? Are you here? And I was like, don't come out here. <laughs> don't do it. I was like, Tyler, someone broke in the house and shit in front of our bedroom. <laughs> in your shorts. <laughs> they put your shorts on and they shit in them. <laughs> it was so gross, though. I haven't, like gone full dump in my pants like i don't i swear the last time i can remember doing this was on a scouting trip it was the worst that anyway that's my story but sometimes like life doesn't go as you planned and you just got to deal with this you just shit your pants you clean it up you move on with your life but on the scouting trip one time i was a little kid i've always had stomach issues to where like i get this pressure where i'm like gotta shit now and if i can't find somewhere it's like you're just fighting and fighting and fighting that like poo but i was in this big van with like probably nine kids Uh and we stopped to get pizza and we ate way too much because after camping for like a week so we ate all this pizza and then like we just stopped to use the bathroom and then we started driving and it was literally like Five minutes after we started driving, I had to poo. And I was like, everybody's going to be so annoyed if I say I have to go to the bathroom again. So I was like, I'll just hold it. And so I just sat there. I was in the car with all these other kids. And I shit. <laughs> no. Full. No, I promise. All over the car, all over the seat, all over me. And then everybody's like, what is that? And I was like, <laughs> what is I was like, what is that? <laughs> Everybody's like, it's you. You smell. You just shit your pants. I was like, That's not me. <laughs> and then we got to the bathroom. And I just took my clothes off and like washed them in the sink. I didn't even have like a change of clothes. So I threw my underwear away, washed my pants, like with soap. How sad. But it was like the car stunk. Oh. And it was a long drive. Oh. I can only imagine what all these people thought. That's sad. They probably still tell this story to this day about, remember that kid that shit his pants <laughs> in that van? That was so gross. <laughs> Have you ever shit your pants? Full? Not 
full. My gosh. I had like a small accident when I was riding my bike when I was little. Like just some squirts? Yeah, squirts. I hate that. Hershey chocolate. Oh, so gross. But no, I've never fall on like pants. Yours is like little Hershey chocolate squirts. Mine was like a fondue <laughs> chocolate fountain. Gross. Imagine the warm so poo gross. running down your legs. <laughs> and then getting back into bed with Kelsey and snuggling her afterwards. <laughs> So I was stupid enough to agree to sign my son up for this intense football league where they practice and do conditioning like all summer. And like sports now becomes these kids' lives. And so I got this coach now that's like, we eat, breathe, live, piss, football. It's all we do. I'm like, okay, settle down. He's nine. Like, he doesn't piss football. I don't even know what that means. It doesn't even mean anything. And, oh, shit. Stop. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, I called my son because he's not been on vacation, like, all summer. I was like, hey, you got to get back into football, like, shape because he's like, – you got to get your mind ready because – it's about to happen. These guys have been doing conditioning like all summer. And he's like, that's not good. I was like, did you run on the beach or do anything like when you're in Mexico? He's like, I was like, yeah, I was like catching crabs and stuff. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's going to be really useful because when everybody else is making touchdowns and tackling each other and throwing football, if by some crazy chance a crab runs onto the <laughs> runs onto the field you are gonna catch that motherfucker you're gonna get that crab you're gonna get off the field and imagine the applause we live in colorado i don't think there's crabs here so imagine how much cooler it's gonna be in colorado when you catch a crab and bring it off the field coach i know i missed all the conditioning but you see that fucking crab that was running across the field got him <laughs> you can bring it to the annual, I guess the semi-weekly barbecue that this team does because it's ridiculous. Alright, so just got done watching one of the probably best movies I've ever seen. The new Jurassic Park. If you haven't seen this, you need to Get up, and you need to drive to theater or place where it is being shown, because it is so wonderful. It's like they went back in time and brought back all the greats. Dr. Sadler, Dr. Alan Grant, Dr. Ian Malcolm, Dr. I don't even know. But they reunited all these old people. And then these old people haven't really been in much in the last 20 years. And so you can tell that they've just been watching Jurassic Park on repeat for probably since they found out there's going to be a remake. And then they're like, oh no, we got to look good. We need plastic surgery. We need to get really tan. Really, really, really tan. 
you notice that about people in movies lately? Like, everybody, whether it's... Like, it doesn't even make sense most of the time, but they have, like, a perfect spray tan. Like, they all look like they just went to Hawaii and just bronzed their faces perfectly. And it's weird. But, anyway, this movie sucked. It was horrible. I'm joking. Don't watch it. It was, like, one of the worst things I've ever witnessed in my life. Um, first, how does Chris Pratt, he prevents every dinosaur from attacking him by lifting his hand up and saying, Whoa, girl. Whoa, girl. Hey, now. Take it easy. Talk to the hand. Because the face don't want to hear about it. <laughs> then every dinosaur listens and walks away. So, if you come across a scary animal, like a cougar or a tiger or a panther or a shark, just put your hand out. Make a really serious face. Be like, hey, girl. We're not here to hurt you. We're here to coexist. Like, he made a promise to a dinosaur that ended up fulfilling. Like, he promised the dinosaur as if the dinosaur had made the agreement, even though they can't speak English. They don't speak English. They don't know English. So... It was nice of him to fulfill a promise, but slightly dumb to return a baby raptor to a adult raptor. Also, what is it about movies that whenever... Well, I'm trying to figure out why is it always the immediate reaction of people in movies like Jurassic Park? Like, something starts to happen. So, like, these locusts start falling from the sky landing on the car. And it's, like, the immediate reaction from Dr. Ian Malcolm is to swerve his vehicle off of a cliff. It's, like... Why not just go straight or just put the brakes on without swerving? Why do people always want to, like, jerk the wheel and smash into some tree or fly off of a cliff? Like, why not just continue to drive straight until you come to a stop? And what's up with these... Could you guess who I was? Like, they tried to recreate the first Jurassic Park. Like, it was like they watched it and all these actors were like, We gotta get everything back the way it was in the first one. Everybody loved the car flipped upside down. So we need a person to get in the car because it'll bring people back and they'll reminisce. It'll be so cool. And then we need those one dinosaurs that flare out like, You know, like their cheeks flap out and they shoot that shit in your face. 
and they come eat you. Um, and then also, how in these movies is it that if somebody falls, you climb in a ladder, you slip, you fall, somebody always catches them. There's always, like, how does the person that catch them react faster than the person falling? Like, how would a hand be waiting, anticipating to catch a body falling? Wouldn't they expect the person to be able to climb a ladder? And how is it that if gravity pulls you straight down, there's enough time for the person to dive down onto the ground, stick their hand down, and grab the levitating, floating body and pull them up? never understood that about movies either. Always such a miracle. They're always just right there, ready to grab them. And how hard would it be to grab a 200-pound person falling, like full falling, you just grab their hand with your hand, and you're somehow strong enough just to hold them there? Like, how are you gripping with your other hand or your feet or anything to be able to hold them? And why does it always look so effortless? Like... Dr. Grant catches Malcolm, his full body weight with his hand, not even like interconnecting thumbs, just hands, like high five, catch him by the hand. And they look at each other like, thanks for catching me, bro. And he's like, no problem. I'm stronger than Hercules. Still like it. In the movie, I would say I would give it out of 10 stars, literally maybe three, four. They had some, like, sort of cool scenes, but nothing's believable. Like, they don't make anything believable. They don't kill off anybody. Everybody lives. And it's like this super unbelievable, stupid story about dinosaurs and people coexisting. And they just went way too far. And at the end of the movie, they're like, we have figured out how to coexist. And there's horses running with, like, triceratops and pterodactyls flying with geese. And it's like, this is stupid. Stupidest thing. Um, also, this week, I watched a little bit of The Bachelorette. Um, that show's hilarious. They got two women this time. So there's two women competing for all these guys. And they go on dates with the same dudes, but then the women live together. So if they like the same guy, they have to, like, care about each other's feelings. Because they're, like, trying to make, like, bachelorette friends while they're trying to create relationships. It's like, clearly since Chris Harrison's gone, the ratings have dropped. So they're trying to turn it into every single other reality show. And they're like, okay, let's think about this. How can we get viewers to view? What if we did two... What if we just did two bachelorettes and then they fought it out? And then we, they're probably going to force it to where they both like the same guy. And then at the end of the show, it's going to be like this super big drama. Like, he liked me, but he liked her too. And so we just ended up having the threesome. And then the first one of us that orgasmed won his heart. You know, I think that's how it could end. There's a one guy on the show. This isn't a lie. 
one of the girls seems to like him the most. And I'm not kidding. He has an earring. And his earring is a safety pin. So what did he do? He just pierced his own ear and then was like, Damn, my son, that hurt real bad. I'm just going to leave the thing that I pierced my ear with in my ear as my earring. Because the thought of taking this out, it creates too much pain and suffering inside. So, <laughs> he's got a safety pin hanging out of his ear. He actually changed it at one point from a silver one to a gold one. He actually like gets on Amazon Prime and orders safety pin earrings to his house. Probably overnight some. To the bachelorette house. Creepy. There's always those tattletales on this show. They can't wait to get alone with the bachelorette or the bachelor and be like, Did you hear about this guy? He was talking and he said stuff he shouldn't have. And I just thought you should know because I respect you. And I respect your decision to find love. And he doesn't seem like he's taking it seriously. Like this one guy, he said, if I make it to the end and there's fantasy suites and she decides to sleep with me, but then I find out she slept with other guys also, that's not okay with me. Which to me seems very reasonable. Because he's thinking about the experience because he's seen the show before so he knows it's going to end with this. He's just talking to these guys, expressing his concerns, and then they're like, I can't even believe he's thinking about this. Like, they deserve to know that he's sexualizing them, and he's making them a sexual object, and that all he wants is... And it's like, he's actually, like, one of the only guys that probably is thinking about this from, like, a, like a correct point of view, where... They probably shouldn't sleep with everybody because deep down, they kind of know who they want to go with. And if you know who you want to go with and you sleep with the other guys, it's kind of fucked up, honestly, if you really think about it. But he got kicked off the show. They sent him home. And then while they were trying to kick him off, the two girls did it together. And they're like, I just feel like you were kind of saying to us, you made us feel bad. You hurt our feelings. He's like, I was just really just, I was just trying to say this. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're like talking back to us and you should apologize. And because you're not apologizing, maybe you should just go home. He's like, all right, whatever. And he goes, and then they're like, that was really special how you stood up to him. I'm proud of you. Well, I'm more proud of you because you did too. And you're braver than me. Oh my gosh. We're like two bad bitches, aren't we? We really are. Maybe we should be together. <laughs> That's how I see it. But anyway, I'm watching some really good shows, good movies lately. So I'll be sure to implement all my viewing pleasures into this podcast for you guys. I love you. Bye.